Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look. Wrestling 101, class is in session Pay attention to the teachings, that's from Andrew and Derek I mean these guys making the killer with no competition Dynamic duo better than the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys Everybody make some noise, mess with them, you get destroyed They cannot be beat, take a seat, watch them do their thing on the MIC Face defeat, they cannot be seen like JC Oh my goodness, it's in killing spree, yeah? Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Wrestling IQ 101. You guys know me. I am Derek, part of the Wrestling IQ 101 podcast. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Wrestling IQ 101. Also check us out on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, YouTube. Today, very special day. There's going to be a, a lot of trouble going on. A big man coming through here today. <laughs> The Meadowlands monster, El Oso Blanco, in the building. What's going on with you, man? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's an honor to be part of your show. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, glad to have you on. Um, you know, uh, I believe it was this weekend or the weekend before. Uh, saw you up at uh, Battle Club Pro, um, supporting, uh, showing love for everybody that was in the ring. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, man. I you know I was gonna get to that later, but you know. I'll tell you this, like, I know you're a great wrestler, but you are like an awesome fan as well, man. Like, you're <laughs> outside in the crowd, you're like, you're, you're badgering the hills and all that. It's, it's hilarious, man. I, I, I loved it. Um, do, you, um, do you enjoy, like, you know, sometimes not being in the ring and just standing on the outside getting to be a fan like that? Yeah, bro. Uh, it's nice to uh, take a step back every once in a while and just enjoy it for what it is instead of worrying about, you know, uh, putting on a show for everyone and making sure it's top notch to make sure everybody has a good time and stuff. So it's nice to be uh, on the on the other end of it every once in a while. Yeah, no, definitely. I could uh, definitely feel you on that. Um, you know, recently, um, you know, when I saw you, I had wished you well, you know, and was happy you got cleared. Um, let's talk about, um, you know, the, the injury you had that kind of sidelined you for a while. And, um, just how that how that experience was and just, you know, getting through the rehab process and, you know, getting cleared to get back in the ring. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I had that match uh, for VXS Wrestling and I kind of like just, uh, I took the wall just wrong. I've done it before hundreds of times in the same, in the same literally spot where I hit that wall, um, but it just wasn't my day. So uh, I had torn the uh, AC joint that holds your collarbone into Wow. the socket you know what i mean so I, I had that reconstructed uh there's like two titanium buttons in my shoulder now it's another person's ligaments they took another dead man's ligaments so i got a, oh, wow. i got a, i got a ride or die with me now in my shoulder um but yeah the therapy was great i went to crowbar uh and a lot of people probably know who crowbar is uh but he literally three times a week uh, i would go there and he'd stretch me out and, and i and i'd have a routine you know every every three days but i continued doing it uh while i was home and i didn't go see him i just i kept pushing man since the minute i was able to take this fling off i took it off uh and i and i slowly was moving my arm and trying to get back to uh having some momentum in the arm uh but you know gratefully it, it like you know it healed pretty quickly uh, very, very quickly, actually. So I'm, I'm very grateful uh, that I, I was able to get through it fast. 
Nice, nice. Now, you know, I always wonder, um, because, you know, I, I, I used to play basketball and, you know, injuries happen just like in any sport, um, just like in wrestling, uh, they happen. Uh, for me, I know um, when I got injuries, they, they never really stuck in my head and I never really worried about them um, until like I tore my Achilles. Like I tore my Achilles probably like six years ago. And now when I play basketball, this is like the first year I, I don't like think about it when I play. When injuries, when injuries like that happen to you guys, is this something that kind of like sticks in the back of your head that, you know, you try to be careful or move like gingerly, or is it kind of like you just, you throw it out the window and you just perform as usual? Um, well, as far as like when, when I started, when I was able to work out, uh, I was very, very, like I'm talking 10, 15 pounds with everything, uh, just, to, just to get that momentum into the shoulder. Uh, but I was always pushing the limits. Uh, I try not to live that way, like to dwell, to dwell on that injury and to think about it. It's just another day. It was just another obstacle that I broke down uh, and got through real, really, really easy. Uh, so I just took it as a, a time to reset and, and, and just take time to be with my family and with my kids and not stress and I'm not going to let it stick in my mind because that's how you end up getting hurt again. You know what I mean? Just, I'm just going to go out there and keep doing what I've always done. And uh, I'm not going to let it affect me in that, in that sense, mentally, I'm not going to let it affect me. Um, I'm just going to make sure that I'm hundred percent before I get into any real, real competition. Um, because of the fact that, you know, I do have that in my head, like throwing the first clothesline or something and fucking tearing my arm off and shit. But uh, no, the doctor did really good, man. It's a really nice, clean fucking scar. Um, everything. I didn't have. I didn't take any painkillers. Uh, you know, just some Advil, and and just got through it. My wife really took care of me. She was there every fucking day. Uh, you know, making sure that I was able to sleep. She used to tuck me in like a burrito at the end of the night, so I wouldn't move. You know what I mean? So like, I kind of got used to getting tucking in like a, like a little baby again. So. Um, no, nah, man, everything was good, man. It was just kind of like a vacation, I guess. Uh, I had to learn how to do everything with my left hand, which was pretty cool. So now I can mess people up with both hands. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That's cool. Um, you know, during, during that, also something that I found, found that was pretty cool. I saw um, you had got a message from uh, Kevin Nash, you know, just to, you know, uh, reinforce some positivity. Um, yeah. Kind of like, like, just explain, like, what, like, what was the significance of, you know, getting something from somebody who, you know, is a Hall of Famer in the sport. And, you know, he's dealt with his share of injuries too, but he always just keeps pushing to come back as well. So I got sent that message. I woke up one day and I, and I had a message in my inbox from like a uh, UK fan. Uh, and they had sent me this and it was pretty awesome, man, because Kevin Nash is definitely one of the big reasons why I wrestle the way I do, the, the attitude I have. Uh, he's definitely one of the main reasons Undertaker also, it was kind of like a combination of Kane, Undertaker, Kevin Nash, uh, with a little bit of a uh, test and I just kind of mashed everything together. Um, and getting that type of message from somebody like that, uh, it meant a lot, dude. It just, it just lit the fire in my ass even more. You know what I mean? So like, uh, yeah, and I'm going to be doing security for the Pandora's toy box, uh, June 26th for the have Kevin Nash doing the signing there. So it's a small world, man. Uh, he sent me this message, and then now I'm going to be able to actually meet him and do security for him. So uh, it's pretty pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it's pretty dope how uh, things come, you know, full circle like that. It's pretty cool. 
Um, you know, uh, being a big man in the sport, you know, I always wonder this, and, you know, sometimes you always get different answers when you talk to different big men. Um, for you, when you're competing in the ring, uh, do you do you find that you match up better with smaller competitors, or do you like being out there with the bigger guys and, you know, just banging it out? Um, it, it really wouldn't matter to me. I, I like working with all different types of guys. Um, I haven't, I haven't worked with any females yet. Uh, but I've worked with kind of every kind of size so far. I haven't worked with anybody taller than me. Uh, but I've worked with, you know, Casanova, Wrecking Ball, uh, Adam, Adam Payne. You know, I've wrestled the big guys. I've also wrestled Sebastian Cage. Uh, I've been in the ring with Casey Navarro. So I've been in the ring with big and small guys. And uh, I guess it's, it's up to how you feel. Do you want to brawl it out with another big guy? Or do you want to, like, put on a pretty cool story with a smaller guy that can move where you can do more things with them? Um, I, I like the storytelling aspect. I don't mind uh, fighting somebody my size. Uh, but I, I think that tends to be boring sometimes. Uh, two big dudes kind of, like, not doing much other than just punching each other or slapping each other. Um, but I like competition, so it wouldn't matter who it is. You know, that's 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 what is fun about it. Any any size, any gender, it, it doesn't matter. That's what wrestling's for, man. It's entertainment, and it's a good time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So you got me thinking. I was like, I can't even imagine like uh, you in there like towering over like a woman competitor. I'm trying. I'm just trying to think. And there's some tough ones out there. Now you're gonna have yeah. me thinking of like some fantasy booking for you, man. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I I don't know. I don't know of any any female. I mean, you know, Erica Lee is the uh, magic champion. She took my position. Yeah. She won the tournament. Um, so hopefully, maybe one day down the road with magic, I get an opportunity to win my title back. Actually, I would like to win both my titles back, seeing as I never lost them. You know, you got Darius Carter out there saying he's the best dark arts champion, but you know, he's pretty much a pretender. And I, I'm not I'm not throwing shade or anything, but you never beat the real champion. And, you know, I get the heavyweight title. I was injured and all, but I still never lost it. So I think I should get an opportunity right when I come back. But I don't know if that's going to happen or not. So I'm happy that she's the champion, but that's one girl that needs to watch her back because once I come back, I might want when I when I left behind. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, see, I'm, that's two f matches I would definitely look forward to seeing for sure. Um for you, when you, when, you know, going back, when you, um, you know, got interested in wrestling, you know, what kind of, what was it that drew you to wrestling? And also what kind of like made you say, hey, I'm gonna take this serious and pursue it as a career? Uh, well, what, what attracted me was the ability that these people had to draw me in and, and totally have me invested into the match and believe, um, you know, if I hated that guy, I really wanted him to lose. I was really cheering for that good guy. I was really there for him. And, and, and you know, the, the feeling that you got, the emotion you got out of the old school era, it, it, how did it not, you know, draw you in and, and make you become a fan? Um, it's, getting, it's getting crazy today. Wrestling's evolving in, in a massive way. Um, and I, I just want I, – I don't want it ever to be uh, – I don't want the storytelling ever to be pulled out of wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh, the, 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 the talent and the athletes that are wrestling today are amazing. I wish I could do a moonsault. You know what I mean? I wish I could do those crazy moves, but I can't. So, like, I appreciate what these guys are doing. Uh, like, Eli Everfly is, is insane. I, I've seen some of his matches, and for such a small dude, like, 
He's he's insane. So like, uh, the storytelling is what got me with wrestling, man. As a kid, I I, I fell in love with it. You know, I, I grew up. I was born in the '80s, so like I was in that old school era, into the Attitude era. So like I had like a really good serving of really good wrestling. You know, I was I was in high, I was in like uh, I was what twelve or thirteen maybe during the Monday Night Wars and shit like that. So like I, I was I was in it. You know, I was in the heart and soul of that stuff. So um, yeah, how did I? I've, I've always been a wrestling fan. So. You know, and, and the reason what pushed me to it to finally do it, I, I wanted to do it coming out of high school. I didn't want to go to college, uh, but my parents had other plans for me. They were pushing for me to go to college. So I kind of let that dream go. I went to college, didn't work out for me. So I started working, you know, regular jobs. I did a lot of warehousing. So I have a big extensive uh, background in warehousing, trucking. I'm a truck driver. I have a CDL A class. Like I'm a legit truck driver. Nice. Um, so like I have a lot of work in my in my I think that's why I'm like the first one there all the time. That's why I'm always putting up rings by myself, you know, because I have that work ethic. I've been, I've been busting my ass since I was a kid. I come from a Cuban uh, family, a very poor Cuban family from Union City. So like our whole lives we struggled, our whole lives we had to earn whatever we wanted. So like I put everything into what this is. I had a job at some point. I lost it. I was kind of fed up with the way life was throwing me curveballs. So I finally looked at my girl at the time and I was like, I need to do something different. I need to use my, my height and my God-given abilities for a different reason than driving trucks and driving forklifts and loading trucks and stuff. So I found a place to train with Gino and ACPW. Uh, and uh, from there, I felt like I needed to move on and I got into magic. Uh, and then from there, slowly learning, learning, learning. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not one of the best. I'm not going to say I'm the best big guy in the Indies right now because there's a lot of fucking great guys, dude. You know, I'm not that cocky. I've always respected other people's games. Uh, but I think that I'm probably one of the one of the big men that stand out the most. I just don't have the right uh, backing behind me sometimes, I think. Uh, but I do have a look. I do have a personality. Uh, I'm only getting better as the days go by. Even with this injury, I, I feel 100% right now. Uh, and... I'm in the gym every fucking day now. I'm taking the time from not working to just fucking work in the gym as hard as I can. Um, I'm going to be trouble when I come back. People are going to know me. If you don't know me now, you're going to know me. Uh, it's, it's only a matter of time before I'm on television with everybody else. My spot in this business is, is there. It's there. Uh, it's just I got to go out and get it. I'm going to have to work harder than most guys because I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't tug on the social pipeline and try to, you know, hang on coattails just to get opportunities. I'm earning everything that I get, I earn. Uh, I don't have nobody giving me anything without me earning it. So, and I don't expect it either. I don't expect walking into a company and just say, hey, give me the heavyweight title, give me the tag title, give me the fucking whatever. I, I just want to work. I just want to learn. I just want to grow. Um, and it's only a matter of time before somebody notices me. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree with that. And um, very positive attitude to have for sure. Um, you know, uh, something else you talked about using your height. Well, something else that you're going to be using your height for coming up uh, is the basketball event that's been put together by uh, Shane Fair, you know, a benefit for the Miracle League of Mercer County. Um, how, how, um, I don't even know how this is going to be set up. It's just, it's, it's a first time something like this is happening. It just sounds like such a, a dope thing. And it's kind of like, 
uh, you know, just bringing two worlds together that I, I love so much. Um, how excited are you for this event, uh, you know, coming up in Tavern? I'm very excited, bro, because this is my world. Uh, I told Shane when he reached out to me about it, I was like, whatever you need. You know, I even told him about doing the draft party, uh, you know, because he was just going to, you know, do the event and, and, and fundraise. But I was like, hey, my friend has a bar. Like, let's, you know, let's do a draft, man. Make it like a draft. Make it like an NBA type of thing where, you know, you pick the face, you pick the heel or whatever. We can have little storylines or whatever. But I think it's going to make it's going to be a pretty, pretty solid structure basketball game with like minor tweaks. Um, I think like you can tag in and out, uh, that, which is going to be pretty cool. Instead of like stopping the game and making a substitution, you're going to be able to kind of like run by your bench, tag in somebody else. The next person comes in, you know what I mean? So that's going to be cool. Um, I'm not too sure what else is going to happen, but I do know that, uh, I do know that the faces are going to win. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is, I played college ball. A lot of people, yeah, man, I get a lot of shit from everybody in this industry, man. A lot of people don't like me. I don't know why. I, I give my shirt off my back for people. But I, I guess it's because I'm tall and, you know, I, I'm, I'm liked by a lot of people. So I guess it's threatening to people. But but uh, I told Shane, uh, you know, if, number one is for charity. Number two is basketball. Number three, I'm super fucking competitive. Uh, and, and nobody's going to score. I think Dan Moss is on the, on the heels. I think that's their, big, that's their biggest guy. Um, no, no shoot on Dan Moff or anything, but I don't see that man running up and down the court more than four or five times before being blown up. You know what I mean? I love that guy. He's a legend. He gave me my Oso Blanco uh, nickname, um, but and it's no, it's no heat, I mean, Mister Moff. But I'm gonna send you shit into the next row, brother. <laughs> like this is where I, this is where I went to school for this. You know, I, I played college ball. You know, this is what I love. I love basketball, man. I'm from the street. I'm from Union City, New Jersey. I learned to play on a freaking milk carton on the post in the corner. Yep. You know, yep. this is this is this is my thing, brother. I'm I'm super excited. Are you kidding me? I already ordered sneakers. I'm ready to go, man. See, oh man, see, so you're getting into all my questions here. Uh, that that was gonna be my question. I was gonna say, uh, what sneakers are you gonna be wearing for it? And like who, cause you know, you're around these guys way more often than I am. Who do you think is going to have the hottest sneaker game during this? Oh, me. Uh, me, me. And yeah. Yeah. I got, I got something to pull out for the game. I actually have two things that I might pull out for the game. Um, I ain't even going to say what they are, but one of them are, are fire as hell. Uh, and, and they're kind of modeled after the Bulls, the Bulls team. So uh, that's all I'll say about those. And then I have another pair, which are kind of like really special kind of anniversary sneakers from Nike. Uh, so they're, they're, I got two things that I got for that show. I might wear one for warm-ups and throw the other ones on when the game starts. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so you say you, you played basketball when you were younger. Uh, that, that was going to be one of my questions as well, if you actually, you know, played as well. I know, you, I know uh, just seeing you – Walking through the halls, you're like a coach's dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played, uh, I was a triathlete in uh, high school. I played uh, football, baseball, and basketball. Uh, then about junior, senior year, I just stuck with basketball. And then I went to college, uh, Rampo College, where my daughter just got nice. accepted. She's be going there uh, nice. next year. So that's pretty cool. Like that, the way the world works, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I played, I played at Rampo. Um, and 
Man, this is gonna be fun, dude. I already, I'm already throwing ideas for him to do like a softball game and like maybe a flag football game. Like, it's gonna be awesome. I, if this, which is, I think it should be huge. It's never really been done ever. You know, a, a good guy versus bad guy basketball game with wrestlers uh, should be. It should be quite interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I saw, um, I saw Vinny Chenzo post. He was like, oh, he's going to be coming down on your shoulders. Oh, yeah. I, was like, I, was like, I don't even know what to expect. I'm like, this is going to be Yo, crazy. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny Chenzo better fucking show up ready to play ball. That's all I know. I ain't doing no fucking circus bullshit. Like, we're winning this game. I have a, And Shane's like, oh, but you got to relax. We have girls playing. And what if they go for – man, this whole equal opportunity, right? So if they go for a layup, I'm going to send the ball too. I'm just not going to foul them. I'm just going to send their ball to the outer space. It's a basketball game. Like, what do you want me to do? I'm going to – I'm not going to hold up my competitiveness, you know, for, for nobody. <laughs> I got you. Now, now, as you can see, I'm a, I'm a huge Dallas Mavericks fan. So I'm, I'm, yep. I'm going to have to ask you a favor, all right? I'm going to have to ask you. You got to take it easy on my people's Brandon Kirk and Casey Couture because they're also Dallas Mavericks fans. Very. I saw they were at the draft repping the colors, man. And uh, <laughs> he, thought, he thought we actually both thought that we were on the same team together and we got souped because – Apparently he could play ball pretty well, uh, so he was all excited. Mm-hmm. And then he found out that I wasn't on the the bad guy team, and kind of got a little shook. So, yeah, Brandon, I got something for you too, brother. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was that was the thing. I saw I saw some of these guys. I know. I mean, it depends on where you go and you see these guys wrestle. But some of these guys I saw on the faces, I was like, oh wait a minute, I was like they're on the faces. Some guys I saw on the hills, I was like, I was there's kind of mixed, but you know. At the end of the day, I think it's, uh, you know, two great teams and, you know, I'm totally looking forward to the event. Um, when it comes to the NBA, who do you have winning the finals that's left in the playoffs? Oh, I'm a Knicks fan, man. At this point, I don't care who's even in it. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> once my team is out, bro, once my team's out in any sport, I'm done. I don't root for anybody else. I don't care about whoever's, you know. Yankees, Knicks, Giants, Rangers. That's it. None of those are playing. I don't watch sports anymore. Oh, man. Oh, man. I feel you. I feel you. Not, uh... All I'm happy is, is LeBron James got eliminated in the first round. That's that's all I that's all I could wish for because I'm never going to see the Knicks win a championship. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful that LeBron was, was thrown the fuck out in the first round. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I was happy that the Lakers got eliminated. Um, I'm not like a LeBron hater or anything like that. I actually uh, appreciate his greatness, but you know, of course, there's always a lot of controversy when it comes to LeBron James. But um, he's soft, bro. Don't even, don't even, <laughs> nah, don't even, nah, don't even with the freaking violin crap. Yeah, the dude's awesome for starting that school and giving uh, fucking all this stuff to kids and stuff. 100% agree with that. Nice. But as far as him on the court, the whole conversation that Michael Jordan and him and Bro, it's sickening. I'm tired of it. There's no way he's better than Michael Jordan. Uh, he's yeah. soft. He flops. Michael Jordan didn't never flop ever, ever, ever. Back, back, back then, those men were fighting on the court. Mm-hmm. Everybody now, always brings two three pointers. Everybody always brings up that conversation too when they talk about, uh, oh, LeBron, uh, Jordan, this and that. And for me, I'm always like. When did LeBron become better than Kobe Bryant? Like that. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what I always think about. So I'm exactly. like, I don't know how he's, how he's better than Jordan. I don't even think he's better than Kobe. But, you yeah, know, he's, yeah. If he's anybody guy, was but, like Michael, it was Kobe. 
Yeah, but for me, when it comes to when it comes to LeBron James, I'll tell you the thing I hate the most. I hate that I hate his fans. I feel like he's the first basketball player in history that fans have like bandwagon every single place that he's went. I have friends who have Cavs gear, Miami Heat's gear, yep. LA gear. It's so annoying yep. and I hate it so much. I'm like, I'm loyal to my team no matter what. I've been Dallas mm-hmm. Mavericks fan since like 1999, dude. And I'm like, I will never, ever stop being a Dallas Mavericks fan, ever. I'm a Knicks fan. It's been what, 60 years since they won a championship? Mm-hmm. So I don't follow anybody. If anything, LeBron should have came to New York. I think that story would have been better than him just going to the great teams to try yes. to win a championship. But we know why he went to meet to LA. He wanted to chase after, you know, he wanted to put himself over Kobe and, and, and like be that name, you know, but it just goes to show you the type of person he is on the court, man. It's he's not nah, soft. 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 <laughs> I got you. I got you. Soft. Soft. Uh, soft. So, you know, talking talking about repping teams here, uh, you know, something I like about you, you know, you you always repping your roots of uh, Cuba. Um, how does it feel just, you know, every time going out there and just, you know, uh, uh, repping your country, man, and, and your matches and all that? It fucking feels good, man. Um, I'm Cuban. I'm Cuban-Italian, uh, but... I was never raised, uh, my father wasn't around my life. So like, I was never really into my Italian culture because I was raised by my Italian, my, my Cuban side. My grandparents raised me. They would pick me up from school. My mom was a single mom working, supporting me and my sister. So like, um, all I ever known was my Spanish heritage. So to be able to represent it when there's not a lot of Cuban wrestlers in, in, in the industry, it feels nice. Uh, and I get some people from Cuba, like literally from like Havana and stuff on Twitter and Instagram uh, that have started following me. They found my stuff and they're like really proud of it. And they're like, you know, we're, we're big fans of yours out here and stuff like that. The kid even like kind of wrote me a song to come out to and stuff like that. So like it, it feels nice to represent uh, my, my culture doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of press in the sense of good press uh it's always negative stuff and uh, the people of cuba are really really having a hard time with everything uh and not a lot of people know that they just see it as a communist country uh but it's really just a small group that's ruining that whole island uh people are dying on a daily basis there's you know people sick everywhere there's no food there's no nothing and barely even ambulances if somebody's sick they throw it in the back of a cart and they wheel you away it's pretty it's pretty rough so to be able to represent that and, and just be proud of who I am. I think that's what's going to get me more noticed in, in this industry uh, and not being some like cartoon character uh, that I'm not. If I stay true, true to who I am, uh, how I was raised and who, who my family and my blood is, I think I'm going to do a lot, a lot of things in this business. Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, you know, now I have to ask you because I'm a, I'm a big fo- uh, foodie. So I got to ask you, what's the best Cuban dish for a first-time person that's trying some Cuban food? Damn, man. I mean, <laughs> the first time having Cuban food, anything that you pick, you're going to fucking fall in love with. Uh, but I would go I would go with a con pollo. That's like the, you know, that go-to dish. Uh, man, whenever you're in Jersey, bro, I'll take you to a few places. Uh, Bergen Line Avenue, basically, there's, there's so many good places on Bergen Line Avenue. 
Uh, you know, I feel like uh, I have one of the best steak sandwich places in, in, in the country. Uh, I, I, I put my life on the line that they'll win any, any competition, and it's literally a hole in the wall. Uh, and, and the menu is two things, either a, a big sandwich or a small sandwich and drinks. That's it. <laughs> like, it's, it's very, 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 very old school, and it's, like, amazing. So, um, you know, Cuban sandwich, the typical Cuban sandwich, if, if you get a good, like, at a good place, uh, that's always a great thing to have. But uh, if you're going to pick a dish, man, I hope boil for your first time. Definitely, definitely. I feel, I feel like, uh, you know, like any, like, Spanish culture or anything, like my wife's uh, half Dominican, half Puerto Rican. So, like, a rose con pollo is, like, great like, yeah. throughout yeah. any Spanish culture, man. Yeah, every, just, every culture makes it their own kind of way, and it's just, like, it's so good. It's so good. It's filling. Definitely. Um, you know, so, something else about you, uh, you know, the nickname El Oso Blanco, you know, uh, I know I know a little bit of Spanish, poquito, you know, because I, okay. like I said, my, my wife. Um, but, you know, I looked it up, the white bear or the polar bear. Uh, what's the significance of that to do? I know you said you, uh, Dan Moth gave you that uh, nickname. Um, what's that significance to you and what is it supposed to represent? Um, well, I remember the first time I heard it, uh, I, was, I did a, my first debut match for uh, BCW. Um, and at the end of the show, Dan Moff came up to me and he was like, man, you're like, you're like El Oso Blanco. He's like, you're that, you're the white bear, bro. You're like this big freaking monster of a man, fucking beard. He's like, you're Spanish. He's like, you should call yourself El Oso Blanco, man. And I, after a while, I just kept ringing in my head and ringing in my head. And um, I just, uh, man, polar bears are nothing to be fucked with. And especially like an albino bear, a white bear, uh, I'm sure it's pretty, pretty intense. Uh, and that's how I see myself, man. When, when I come back, it's not going to be, it's not going to be showtime. It's going to be hurting people and putting them in, in, in the ground. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of, of pandering to the smaller guys uh, and, and all this stuff. I'm, I'm damn near seven feet tall. Uh, I'm 300 pounds. I can move better than most big men. That's one thing that I know. Uh, I don't, I don't have the weird bow legs. I don't have that Frankenstein walk. Uh, I'm like a normal sized dude. Uh, I'm like a normal sized dude in a, in a really tall body. Uh, and it's scary, the shit that I can do. And the fact that nobody can see that I, when I come back, I just got to ramp things up even more. You know, I'm going to be training in some Brazilian jiu-jitsu with my cousin. Um, I'm going to be probably maybe I was talking to my wife about taking some boxing lessons. You know, it's, it's not going to be. I'm going to come back and take what's mine. I, I, if, 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 like, you know, I'm just tired. I'm tired. Of, I wouldn't be injured if I wasn't trying to fucking make the other person look better. Uh, and then I get nothing in return. Uh, I'm, I got to start looking out for myself. So also Blanco, bro, relentless, scary, rare, you know, uh, a, you don't see a lot of albino bears. Uh, polar bears are going extinct and they're, and they're also not to be messed with. They're pretty badasses themselves. So uh, I wanted to stick to my Spanish roots. So it's a pretty sweet ass moniker. If you ask me. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I think it's pretty dope. And, um, you know, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to some, uh, um, some fantasy book and I'm looking to see like El Oso Blanco and bear country against somebody else. Like, destroying people and stuff like that you know what That'd i mean nice. if i ever got to uh, aew 
uh, that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind being part of that team. But those guys themselves, man, they've I've, I've known them before. They were Bear Country, and they put in a hell of a fucking good time uh, with everything they've done. It's been amazing to watch them grow and, and to watch them be on TV right now. It's amazing. Bro, it's just a matter of time, bro. Everybody that I've started with have been signed or have been to bigger companies. It's mm-hmm. only a matter of time, bro. It's only a matter of time. Definitely, definitely. I believe in you for sure. Um, so, you know, just talking about that, here, here's another question I had. Uh, like, what are your goals that you, you know, coming back from injury and all that, what are your goals that you want to accomplish just finishing out this year and just for your career in general that you want to, uh, you know, accomplish down the line? I want to work in other states. Uh, I want to get down to Florida. I want to do California. I definitely want to go to Canada. Um, I, 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 I want to gain the notoriety I feel undeserved. Uh, I think more people need to see what I can do. Um, I want my titles back. I want my respect and magic. Uh, I want my respect from everybody, literally. Um, it's basically that respect tour 2021. Uh, I'm coming back to prove people that I'm, I belong here. I belong with every, every one of the people that are everybody cheers for, buys shirts for, and does all this stuff for. Uh, I feel like I, I deserve that also. Uh, I just, I'm given a bad rap. People think I'm an asshole. Sometimes people think I'm mean or something like that, but uh, people walk, walk a day in my shoes, you know, see what it feels like to be kicked out of your house at 18. See how it feels like to be on the streets, uh, fending for yourself, uh, going weeks without eating, living in apartments with no electricity, no heat in the middle of winter, uh, sleeping in the freaking bus stops. You know, I, I have a book I can write. You know, people don't know what I've been through. People don't realize what I've been through. And I get that. And that's fine. But, you know, just all I ask for is an opportunity. That's all I'm asking for. I'm not asking to be, you know, John Cena. I'm not asking to be the number one guy in every company. I'm just asking for an opportunity. I'm asking to, to for an opportunity to make enough money to support my family uh, and, and do something that I love to do, which is wrestling. You know, my goal is WWE. If that's not your goal, then I don't know where your head is because regardless of what's going on, whether you like the product or not, it's been around forever and it's not going anywhere. That's the big leagues. It's always been the big leagues and it's always going to be the big leagues. It's nice that AEW's around. It's nice that NWA's around. It's nice that uh, NJPW, uh, NJPW's around. It's nice that all these companies are around. It's great places to go work. But at the end of the day, WWE is where you should want to be. Listen, you know, you know what you're going into. You know if you get signed to WWE, they're going to do what they want with you. And if they don't have anything for you, then you're just going to be sitting around doing nothing. But guess what? You're getting paid to do it. Yeah. You're getting paid to do it. You're getting paid to go work out. You're getting paid to go hang out at the beach all fucking day. Like, where is that a complaint? So yeah. I, I just, I just want to be where, where I got an opportunity to grow uh, and, and learn. So this is this is everything to me and i'm not going to stop this injury is not going to stop me i basically spit in this injury's face you know what i mean like i was like yeah, all right you know I could go ahead get, go in cut me open do what you got to do but i'm going to be back quick and i told them that i told them listen i'm not going to be back gone i'm not going to be that far gone uh it's going to be three months at the most and exactly three and a half months i'm back i'm cleared uh, i'm working out i feel great i stopped smoking cigarettes you know I, i'm on a whole nother level right now and I don't think people are ready for it, bro. Yeah, nice, nice. I could definitely uh, feel that passion and what you just said for sure. Uh, you know, it's so it's so funny that you know you said that too. Uh, 
you know, people just thinking of you as mean or an asshole or anything like that. You know, as podcasters, we're always, you know, weary, you know, we don't want to step on people's toes or, you know, bother the wrestlers and stuff like that. You know, right, we always right. want to get you guys on our shows and stuff like that. And, you know, just meeting you at, uh, you know, Battle Club and just, you know, getting to talk to you for, you know, just a little bit and, you know, wishing you the best with Andrew and everything. And I was just like, yo, I was like, uh, Melvin's monster. He's a good dude, man. I was like, oh, he's, he's a really nice guy. So, you know, it's always it's always good. You know, everybody has their perception of people, but, you know, yeah. it's always good to, you know, find out that real, the real person, and you know, who they are. And, you know, you're definitely a good yeah. dude for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like you guys, dude. I, I was a fan. You know, I've been a fan. I'm, I'm going to be 37 years old. I've been a fan for 37 years of my life. Even when I was a little kid, I've always had wrestling toys. I've always watched wrestling. So, like, and in and, 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 and the short and long of things, like, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm like you. I'm not special because I'm wrestling in the ring. So, like, I, I see how some wrestlers are. They're very cocky. They're very, like, stuck up and shit. But when somebody asks me to do a podcast, why wouldn't I want to do that? Why wouldn't I want to talk about why I'm wrestling? Why wouldn't I want to, you know, sit down and shoot the shit with people like you? Yeah. You know, I, I was asked how much do I charge to do a podcast? I'm like, if there's motherfuckers charging to sit down and talk with a fan for like 30 minutes and shoot the shit, you're a piece yeah. of shit. Like, yeah. you're a piece of shit. Unless you're John Cena or, or, or somebody who's like super, super mega famous. All right, I get it. You, you, you got to set time aside, so you got to pay for that. But like, come on, bro. Like, you, you want me to do a podcast? I'll do a podcast. Hey, who? You know? Sure. I'll do. I love to do a podcast. You want me back? I'll come back whenever you want me. I, I love to talk. Awesome. I definitely appreciate that for sure. Um, you know, besides when it when besides wrestling outside of the ring, uh, what are your hobbies or do you have any talents that people don't know that you have? Uh, you know, out, outside of wrestling. Uh, I'm a pretty good drawer. I love art and stuff like that, but I kind of lost my way since high school and stuff like that. But my kids, my kids got my, my traits. So that's always a plus. Um, I like to bake. Uh, I can cook. Um, yeah, you know, typical dad stuff. I'm a dad, bro. I got, I got three kids. My daughter's going to college next year. I got a seven and six, uh, an eight and a seven. I mean, and yeah, uh, I got to learn and adapt. So I can do I can do quite a few things. Nice, nice. That's that's pretty dope, man. Yeah, I know how it is. I got two kids myself, uh, eight and two. Time flies by, so I know I know how that how that goes, man. And yeah. just thinking like a, a baker, man. I would never think that you were a baker, man. Got to get something going. The Meadowlands Bakery or something like yeah. that. Uh, bakery my, or something, man. My family owned the restaurant Sea Caucus for about four years in one spot and about two or three years in another spot. Um, and, you know, it was times where I needed work. So my mom and my stepfather were very nice to give me a job. So I worked in the kitchen with the cook. I learned a lot of stuff through him. I learned a lot of stuff watching my grandma grow up and stuff like that, you know, cause I always watched Abuela, you know, cook dinner and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I started, I learned to make a, a tres leche. I, I'm pretty sure you know what that is. Three milk yeah, cakes. Of course. So I learned how to make one and I, I can make a really, really good one. Uh, and I just like it. It's fun. Uh, not that I can do everything. I'm not like, you know, those baking show type of good, but I can do certain things really well. Um, but yeah, stuff like that. I, I just, you know, you gotta learn. You gotta, you gotta 
fill your brain with new shit. You know what I mean? So I'm also a big gamer. Uh, I love playing video games. A lot of more sport games and stuff. You know, Call of Duty is like the one game that I, I play that's not a sports game. Uh, but, you know, I've been playing video games my whole life. So that's also something that I like to do. Play basketball. Um, but, yeah, it, it's more about the kids now. Like, whatever they do, we kind of, like, have to do with them. So my sons want to play tennis now, which is crazy because I never played tennis a day in my life. Uh, so I'm like, no basketball, no baseball. I can help you with those things. I can't help you with tennis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you just hey man, you can, whatever they like, you just gotta support them. That's all you can do. It's like man. I can teach you, I can teach you how to get angry and throw the racket down, like you know, Alfred Agassi and all those guys used to do. But I, I don't know the fucking damn thing in tennis. Oh man, oh it's okay. I look forward to uh, seeing seeing your progress with that as well. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> uh, but have no. I have two Roger Federer's in my house now. Nice, nice. Hey man, take it, man. I'll take it. Um, you know, but, uh, Meadowlands Monster, I definitely, I would just want to say, I appreciate you taking this time out, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Anytime, bro. Definitely, definitely. Thank you once again, uh, you know, just letting the fans get to know who you are. Um, definitely look forward to seeing you get back in the ring. Definitely look forward. I'll be at, uh, Basketball and I'll, I'll see you there as well. Um, number, so definitely just, number 13. Number 13. Oh, number man. 13 in the program. Number one in your heart, baby. Look at that. See, that's so funny. I, I used to wear number 13. I used to bounce between 15 and 13. And um, one time it was just like uh, 15 wasn't available. So somebody took my number freaking in, uh, in high school. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to take 13. And I'm like, 13 is an unlucky number, but I'm like, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to change the stereotype. My daughter, my daughter wears 13, so that's the reason why I picked it. Nice, nice. That's dope, man. Definitely dope. She was, uh, she was an Odell Beckham fan when he was normal uh, and uh, part of the New York Giants. Uh, but now he's a fucking weirdo. And, but that's the number she's been wearing for her whole volleyball career. So I, I was number 11, number 23. Uh, you know, I had a few numbers, but I'm like, I'm not going to wear those. I, I'd rather support her and have her number so I can give her the jersey after the game and stuff, you know? Oh, that's dope. That's pretty dope. I like that. I like that. Um, for our fans that want to follow you, uh, you know, check out your progress, check out your career. Uh, how would they connect with you on social media? Uh, Lou Bruno, Facebook, uh, Meadowlands Monster, El Oso Blanco, Instagram, Twitter. Basically, you type in the Meadowlands Monster in Google, you'll find either me or Monster Trucks. Uh, so I picked a pretty <laughs> cool name. Uh, it was pretty easy to find me. Um, I, I might be popping up some places this weekend. Uh, I'll probably be having video of that soon. Um, yeah, I'm uh, going to be wrestling again soon. Uh, I think my first real big-time booking is uh, July with Catalyst, Catalyst Wrestling. I think that's yeah. the first place I'm going to have a match. Uh, and then uh, we're going to take it from there. Uh, I, have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of things to catch up on since I've been gone. Uh, I got I to gotta make people remember who I am. So. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, come on, man. If they forgot that something, something got to be wrong with them if they forgot who you I, are. I hope, I hope they did. I hope they did because it's going to be that much better when I see their look on their faces. Oh, man. Well, definitely look forward to that for sure. Um, you guys, you can follow us at Wrestling IQ 101 once again on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Wrestling IQ 101. Check us out on all streaming platforms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. 
And once again, for this episode, it's Derek, it's the Meadowlands Monster, and we are out.